We're back for another episode on the Shredding for Gold podcast. I'm your host and star athlete, Emily Trepanier, and I'm so happy that you've made this podcast a part of your day today. Uh, Just a note before we get started, um, if you'd like to listen to this podcast, our home of the podcast is, can be found at www.wyexcuse.com slash shredding dash for dash gold so that's where you can find um our the podcast and that's the home of the podcast um i also want to give a huge shout out to the people at blueberry who are doing such an amazing job keeping our my podcast on the air and helping out with any sort of troubleshooting that comes up as we um, get this podcast on the airways. Um, so a big shout out to those people at Blueberry. You guys are doing a fantastic job, so keep up the great work. And another huge shout out to, um, I'm going to call him my podcast producer. He isn't 100% sure that's what he wants to, wants to be called yet. But honestly, I'm going to call him the podcast producer because he is producing my podcast, even though I'm doing all the recording, he's doing all the editing and uploading. So he's basically producing my podcast. Um, so we're going to give big shout out to Maxwell Jun- Ivy Jr. Um, for being a super awesome podcast producer. And it's super fun to be working with him and looking forward to all of our future adventures uh, working together um so episode four we're up to episode four of the shredding for gold podcast people how exciting is this right um also if you haven't heard we are now on apple Podcasts. so if you ask any if you ask alexa to play shredding for gold podcast on apple Podcasts. She will now play it for you. I think it actually also works on uh, your Google Assistant as well. Um, But someone can... uh, Maybe I'll try that out after and see if it works. And I'll get back to you guys on that. Um, So yeah, we're up to episode 4 on the Shredding for Gold podcast. Uh, It's been super fun, honestly. Um, How are you guys liking it so far? Uh, Make sure wherever you're listening to the podcast... um, Give us a rating and leave us a review because uh, we want to know how things are. We, how, what are you liking so far? What would you like to see different on the podcast? And if you have any um, uh, interesting uh, upcoming ideas that you'd like that you'd like to hear on the podcast or you think might be great addition for this podcast, um, let us know. Um, so yeah, rating reviews. Um, if you follow us on Facebook on the Team Starfish page, you can leave it there. Or you can, uh, if you follow the WY Excuse Network on Facebook as well, you can leave it there. Or if you want and you're comfortable, you can also email me at trepanyeemily at yahoo.ca. Um, we'd love to hear from you, so reach out. And yeah, so today on the podcast, uh, super excited about this one as I have been with all the other ones um, that I've done so far. Um, We're going to keep with the theme of chatting with the Ontario coaches. And there's a bunch of them still, so I look forward to that. But today we're going to go 
back a ways and we're going to chat with my first ever gym coach trainer. Um, his name is Paul Tavares and he was, I'm going to say, my first official gym coach trainer that I worked with when I first started um, towards my goal of getting to the Paralympics um, as a blind snowboarding athlete. So that's what's going to be happening on episode four. So uh, very excited for this. Um, hope you all enjoy it. And let's get started by, and it's time to introduce Paul Tavares. So let's listen in. Okay, welcome to the Shredding for Gold podcast, Paul. We are super happy to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I am doing well. Excellent. All right. So let's start it off super easy. Who are you? Describe yourself so the listeners get to know you a little bit. <laughs> okay. I am, uh, I am a 40-year-old man. I am a father of four. Um, so I'm getting a little long in the tooth here. Um, I, uh, I currently reside in London, Ontario. Uh, I've lived in London for about 12, 13 years, um, and in that time, uh, I worked in the uh, fitness industry in a variety of uh, capacities as a manager, as a personal trainer, um, and then uh, eventually got into uh, the therapy, therapeutic side of things, and uh, I am now currently uh, in school at the Canadian Academy of Osteopathy in uh, Hamilton. So that yes. is, that's me in a nutshell. That's awesome. And so you talk about you're in the therapy side of, uh, you're in the therapy side now. What is one of your main techniques that you use for that? So I, I kind of, um, when I was a trainer, uh, I found that, uh, you know, I always uh, was uh, really uh, into people's goals and getting them there, but sometimes um, um, there was a hindrance to that. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes people needed more than just, uh, lifting weights or, um, you know, gaining cardiovascular strength and those things, you know, they would have, uh, impingements, ailments, uh, they would have, um, uh, you know, issues that, that needed to be fixed before, uh, they could even begin on those journeys. So I found sometimes that, uh, I was kind of at a crossroads that, uh, I, I couldn't even begin the journeys with them. Um, until we kind of had done some corrective exercises. And at that point, I, I didn't know anything about it. Um, and so uh, I decided to learn about it. And um, I uh, started to uh, study the human body. I took uh, some certifications and got a certification in fascial stretch therapy, uh, which just kind of uh, brought me down the rabbit hole, uh, so to speak. I, I started getting more intensive and in, uh, onto the side of remedial exercise and therapy, and then uh, eventually decided uh, to kind of, you know, jump both feet in and uh, get into osteopathy, which is a manual therapy. Um, and again, all focused on the body and structure and integrity. Awesome. And 
I know what FST is, but some of our listeners may not know. So can you, I know it's, it's, a, it's a big topic, but just for the sake of our listeners, um, can you give a brief description of what that is and how that works? Absolutely. So fascial stretch therapy, uh, as some have dubbed it FST, uh, was, uh, was kind of born actually in the United States by Anne and Chris Frederick. Um, and it was brought uh, to Canada by uh, Kevin Darby, who owns Darby Training Systems. Um, it is a certification in the course. Again, it is a manual therapy. Um, you know, basically the person is on the table and uh, the, uh, the facilitator is, is taking the uh, patient through stretches, uh, through passive movement, both active and passive. Um, and again, you know, the whole, uh, the whole ideology and it encompasses the idea that fascia is everywhere on the body and that fascial lines connect these big major lines, big major muscles, um, really affects overall integrity and structure of the body. So it's kind of their approach to, uh, to, uh, um, kind of, kind of their approach to bring that integrity and the structural integrity of the body. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Um, and we've definitely used that a lot with me. Um, so let's get into how you and I met. Do you remember how we met and where? Uh, I, I want to say it was at... Uh, <laughs> I uh, remember, good, so let's see. <laughs> I think it was at Good Life Fitness in Palisade on Oxford, right. Adelaide. It and, was. Uh, you know what? Uh, I do remember this. Um, I remember thinking it was such... A really, really neat goal in terms of uh, uh, the things that we talked about, what you've wanted to do, uh, why you're interested um, in, in getting some uh, personal training. And uh, I tell you, it, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I was, happy. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it's such a neat goal and um, a lofty goal, which is, which is amazing. Um, I think sometimes, um, uh, myself included, sometimes we get into uh, what we want to do and, and, uh, and um, we set goals, but uh, nothing like this, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the goal for you uh, was always, you know, to compete in the Paralympics and, uh, yeah. um, you know, things like, you know, be stronger, faster, uh, you know, uh, change your body composition, all these things. Those are just byproducts. I mean, you, you'll do that along the way as you get there, but uh it just uh, was a neat goal and an awesome, uh, awesome kind of opportunity for me. I know that sounds weird, but it was an opportunity for me to be on that journey as well. For sure. And so uh, keeping with that theme, what were your initial thoughts when you heard you were going to be training a blind snowboarding athlete? Man, my first thought was, geez, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sighted. Is that the correct word? Sighted? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I am not a good snowboarder. Um, <laughs> why the hell or why me? But uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I was. I bet you, uh, if you ask both of us, I bet you I was. I was more scared going into uh, session one than you were. But uh, honestly, uh, in terms of of, of growth, um, it's an opportunity for me to grow, right? Um, okay. It's um, it's it's it's. It's amazing um, some of the, the differences uh, th that you can uh, note and pick up on uh, in yourself. 
um, when working with uh, different populations of clients, be it at any ability level, you know, cited or unsighted, uh, right. and in any way, um, I always learn from my 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 clients, my patients. Um, so I think the big takeaway is, you know, what 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 can you learn from them? And I hope they learn from me as well. But, oh, uh, uh, yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely, we've learned lots from you. I use a lot of what I learned to, uh, with just a lot of like the training that I'm doing right now, teaching my new coaches and stuff. And it's been really fun to like teach them and have them learn different things too. So they've been really excited about that too. So exactly, you know what? Uh, it's one of those things that you know you never want to just uh, stand there and count reps. I mean, uh, yeah. it's it's you know there should be an educational portion side to it. Yeah. And, uh, and and again, I can't stress enough that that was a two-way street that, that I learned quite a bit as well. So, Awesome. Um, can you explain or describe some adaptions or techniques that you use during our, trainers, uh, during our training sessions? Um, anything yeah, that's so like... I can remember. Do you remember we, we would make little templates so that you could utilize... Yeah, uh, the bikes that? and the and everything I remember those templates so um I mean we had um we had uh machines that wouldn't move um they would stay in, in the same spot but what right. we would I would do I would cut out a little um uh, a paper template and then you would put braille over it and we would laminate it oh, yeah. when you we went also to the put machines like, yeah we also put like different sticky tack material on it that was tactile and everything too it was awesome. It was smart. It was really uh, I'm cool. sure it wasn't my idea. It was too smart to be my idea. But, uh... <laughs> I don't know whose idea it was then. <laughs> but uh, also, too, like a big part, um, and, and, you know, there's always different styles of, of, of learners. Um, so, you know, some people are kinesthetic. You know, they right. need to do it with their hands. You know, some people are visual. And um, a big part of, um, of, of personal training is, is show me, teach me, right? So, um, you know, so it, it presents a, a, a different kind of style. Um, you have to be uh, obviously very good at explaining it. Um, yeah. You know, no matter what, you know, there's still the coaching aspect of it. Um, you know, if someone's performing a movement, whether you're, whether, you, you know, they're watching me do it or I'm coaching them through just through my voice or by touch, um, obviously, you know, th that can be utilized, right? So um, it sounds crazy, but I didn't feel like uh, there was any major, you know, we didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. Uh, you know, it, uh, it, it, it is what it is. And to be honest, you moved extraordinarily well. So uh, you made my job easy. <laughs> um, I had actually did an interview with Steve a few weeks ago on episode one, and he was saying similar. Uh, he didn't really have to adapt a whole lot. It's just mainly like, just like, just the whole like communication piece. Obviously, you have to like make sure he had to make sure always that he would be describing everything. Uh, exactly. Super super well so that I would understand and then if it wasn't like understanding it he would like move my like arms and legs around and stuff so it was easier for me to understand and then we would like work together to figure out like different wording that we could use and it'd always be like the same wording so it was always familiar yes. And if I said to you, you know, uh, you know, give me a motion like a medicine ball slam, I'm sure you could, right? Like you would, <laughs> you you would, 
you would know, right? Like you would yeah. know how that feels, like how yeah. that moves, right? So, so we worked a lot on the medicine ball slam. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe too much but I mean, it's, it, again like you know when I think of you know the goals and what you wanted and those fast movements and you know yeah. that's you know that that's you know you could tie to anybody anybody can do medicine ball slams but, yeah. uh, you know simply from a, of a cardiovascular or a, <laughs> a caloric uh, a deficit gain but um, I mean for you it really worked well I mean, do you remember even instead of medicine ball band, uh, slams, we did it with bands where we would put the bands against and we would, oh. we would do those like in CrossFit. Now they do all those, those upright rows. Right. And we, right. we were, we were doing that with bands because it would have an opposite reaction. So when you pulled on that band, you would, you would, you know, it would pull back and it was again, all based on your balance and your reaction. Do you remember that? I think so. Yeah. It was, uh, we, we even came up with a whole band uh, kind of workout yeah, like that. Right. It was like warm-ups of the bands and everything. For sure. And again, like think of how, you know, yeah, you know when you're heading down the hill, uh, whether you're on skis or snowboard or anything, you know, it's, uh, you know, that reaction time, you know, the, the hill's pushing you, pushing you down the hill, you're flying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, now you have to, you know, adjust and, 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 well, I mean, you, <laughs> I don't have to tell you that, but um, <laughs> yeah, but for the listeners, it's good for them to hear that. So. But I think that's going back to what I said about the goal. Like it was such a cool goal. Um, it sounds weird, but it gave me the opportunity to, to really take sometimes things that are very general, but mm-hmm. make it really specific to what you want to do. Um right. You know, like, I know that sounds weird, but, you know, sometimes in the fitness industry, you know, things are so vague, um, you know, what is personal training and what are they going to gain from it? But it was such a neat goal that you really could, like, you had such a concrete idea of what you wanted. Um, yeah. It actually made it made it easy for me. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's good to hear. <laughs> awesome. Um. Prior to training with me, did you have any experience training um, any athletes with various disabilities or any clients with disabilities? Any question. Um, you know what? You know, I've always had clients of different abilities. You know, I've had clients yeah. that have had, um, you know, um, um, you know, it, it's, it's a hard question to answer because... Yeah. I mean, a disability could have been a, um, a, a car accident and someone's right. hip, you know, could not, could not work well, That's or someone it. could have fibromyalgia or, mm. you know, so I've always had clients with different abilities. And yep. again, I think that goes back to, you know, that's a really good thing for someone, mm-hmm. um, in, in a trainer or anybody that's in a coaching or teaching situation, because it helps to well-round you. And I also think it helps to to challenge you in a positive way. Um, yeah, like I it would also think... help. It would build like your resource toolkit too, right? So what, what might work for one, you might be able to like bring some of those aspects into working with another client or like if you found 100%. something that worked for one client, it might have not necessarily worked for another one. So you'd kind of have to like brainstorm and problem solve with them and see what would work and what wouldn't work, right? Absolutely. And you know what? Um, I would say that you were you were pretty uh, even keeled, Emily, but um, sometimes you get people and they're just they're, you know, they're having off days, be it uh, through their movements, be it mentally, physically. Um, So it's uh, even if if someone is um, is 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 
uh, you know, a star athlete are well performed, you know, there's still such a thing as that off days. So you always have to kind of, you always have to kind of adjust for that. And, um, you know, a, a good coach will adjust for that. They'll watch, you know, they know, they know if someone is, is, you know, overstressed or if the body's just a little taxed or, you know, maybe it's a day where we do need to work on mobility because that hip just not moving right. Right. So yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> yep. it's, um, you can plan, you can plan for a whole year, but it, yeah. it, does, it, you know, the good, the good coaches in my eyes, um, you know, they'll, they'll literally take it day by day. You always have to think about that long-term goal, but yeah. you got to work with uh, the person that's in front of you that day, that hour. Um, Cause it could be different day to day. Right. Yeah. It all depends on like how the, like you're feeling, like you said, and like how the muscles are doing and everything. So yeah, that's definitely super important for sure. Okay. Um, so you've already touched on this a little bit, but I wanted to go back to this a little bit more. Um, name a few things you've learned from training people with various abilities. Um, you know what, again, back to it. Um, you, I feel like I'm, I probably brought some prejudice and I, that's, that's a, I, I don't mean that in, in, in a bad word. Um, you know, I just mean I had preconceived ideas. Maybe perhaps that's a, okay. that, that's a better idea, uh, than a better, better wording than prejudice. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, it's, it's one of those things like again I, and I've said this to you you know like I, yeah. I I've I've seen you move better or I've seen you adjust and do things or learn new exercises way better than 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 other people with you know that are completely sighted and uh again back to it you know you you think you know you, people say the words disabilities but I mean <laughs> at the yeah. end of the day you know, it is quite an even playing field, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to me, um, you know, you start to, uh, some things I noticed with you, you know, the way your brain worked, you know, that your memory, um, you know, you would know how many steps it was from the bus to the door, you know, <laughs> like it, it would be, you know, just as if I would remember, you know, a way to get home, you know, from a place that I frequented, you know, same right. thing, like, you, you know, your, your mind was, uh, was very plastic. And I mean that in a way that you could, you can kind of mold and adapt that way. So that's one thing that, um, you know, hopefully I emulated and uh, sure. I learned to be a little more plastic and moldable yeah. at that point. For sure. That's awesome. Okay. So these are a few fun questions for you. Um, right. What are your five favorite exercises that you like to teach your clients? Ooh, five favorite exercises. Yeah. Um, I was always, always loved uh, teaching uh, squatting, uh, squats. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, there's obviously there's, you know, there's variations in ways that you can do all exercises. But to me, again, when you talk, you know, people say the word functionality and things like that. You know, squatting is, is every day. I mean, you can't sit on the toilet without squatting. You can't get in a, in a car without squatting. I mean, it's just something that. Again, we've been doing since the dawn of time. So um, definitely, definitely squats uh, is something that I always, always love to um, kind of take um, clients through and teach. And, and again, it's, there's no one, one way to do it or, or there's no right and wrong to it. Everybody's got different patterns in different ways. But it was definitely something that um, I would always include in that. Um, we talked about it before, but I used to love medicine ball slams. Um, <coughs> Again, 
you know, you can you can look at it from just a, a, a standpoint of a metabolic movement. You're moving hard and there's lots of muscles moving. There's hand-eye coordination with the ball. Uh, there's timing. There's, you know, again, you're incorporating the squat into that. There's core. But, um, you know, I, I think there's, there's another side to it. I used to have um, a client. She was a nurse. And uh, I can't imagine being uh, a nurse uh, in, in a time like this or at oh. any time, to be honest. Yeah. And she used to come in and uh, some days uh, she would just look at me. We'd be, you know, warm up and I'd be asking her how her day. And, you know, we'd be 10 seconds into the session and she'd be asking if she could do medicine ball slams <laughs> just because she felt the release. Right. Like, um, it was, you know, so it makes it's, uh, sense. yeah, slamming <laughs> stuff around. Helps and you she would she would start slamming that ball and the whole gym would stop. It was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. I learned at the first time I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is crazy. But it got to the point where I loved it. And she would just, she would go at it. She'd go hard and she felt so much better after. So uh, she That's definitely amazing. felt winded, but yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, just from a standpoint of, of, of the mental aspect of that, you know, like a lot of um, people will take up things like boxing or like those combat sports or, you know, even yes. just uh, resistance training, you know, people find that release. So uh, I loved, loved medicine ball slams. Uh, that was always something that kind of, uh, um, I don't know, always stuck out. Uh, I really enjoyed um, taking people through progressions. Uh, things like, um, to me, like a pull-up um, mm. or a chin-up are extraordinarily hard. Uh, I'm working when... on those right now, actually. It's very exciting. It is. It's really cool. And so I loved, loved, um, you know, going through progressions uh, for that, uh, for um, chin-ups and pull-ups. Um, and then uh, exact same uh, concept and idea, I would say push-ups. Um, mm -hmm. I loved push-ups because same thing. One, they're really hard. <laughs> and uh, there's, you know, there's really good progressions and digressions. Uh, there's You can go both ways from it. So um, it was definitely something that uh, I always enjoyed doing as well. So I would say, yeah, medicine ball slams, squats, uh, push-ups, uh, chin-ups. Uh, is, is that five? <laughs> That's four. That's four. <laughs> Who would have thought, eh? A trainer, that, a trainer that can't count to five. I think we're, I think we're a dime a dozen. It's all good. <laughs> uh, last but not least, let's just, uh, let's just say um, uh, I get one that I feel like you and I did quite a bit um, and love incorporating into it is a dynamic lunge so like a walking lunge or you know it doesn't have to be in one direction forward back lateral but uh that was something that uh i know i know you did a hell of a lot of those didn't you emily oh, yes <laughs> i'm now doing walking reverse lunges which is super exciting awesome those were super hard at first though and they're super hard for everyone yeah. um so i mean it's uh the average person, if you told them to stand there on one leg with their eyes closed, uh, forget <laughs> it, uh, right? Like, yeah. honestly, and any listeners out there, I challenge you to, to press pause, uh, close your eyes and bring your knee up. Um, I'm going to guess that uh, it doesn't take long for you to topple over. So um, <laughs> I'm going to give them like five seconds and then they'll topple over. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, quite challenging. So it uh, was pretty, pretty neat. and pretty Awesome. Okay. Um, one of the many questions I often get asked by a lot of people is if coaching an athlete is hard. Um, usually I tell them that, uh, um, I'm sure coaching an athlete comes with its challenges, but at the same time, it's also very rewarding and exciting 
to see your athlete improve and succeed. Um, what are your thoughts on this? And are there any challenges when it comes to training an athlete with uh, various abilities? Yeah, you know what? Um, athletes tend to have the buy-in. Um, you know, I came from a background where, um, you know, I worked a lot with people on weight loss and a lot of people in terms of pain management and a, a lot of, you know, people for for that were were getting training or were uh, utilizing resistance training for different reasons. But when you have an athlete, you know, to me, there's a bit of a buy-in. Uh, and what that means is like a, a goal like yourself, you know, um, it, you know, there's, there's, it's reciprocal. There's, there's buy-in on both sides from the coach and from the, uh, you know, the athlete as well. Right. Typically those athletes uh, tend to put in that work. I mean, if I gave you homework, uh, I, I could guarantee dollars to donuts that you would do it. If I give you stretches to learn, um, I, I could see that you had practiced them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, I could just watch you move, or uh, even you know, you knew what was next. You were moving into the next stretch before I was. So, um, you know, that's one of those things that, in my mind or in my experience uh, working with athletes, um, they tend to be quite committed um, to what they do. Um, you know, sometimes that can even err on the side of too committed. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, some athletes, if you said do this tonight, they'll do it 5,000 times. Um, so, <laughs> but again, those are certain personalities, but you always got to, uh, you know, you, you take it day by day. But I mean, I would, whenever I would, whenever I learn like a new stretch or anything, I always tend to do them a little bit extra just so I can like gain the muscle memory. But Right. Yeah. And you know what? That, again, yeah, I think it's... Um, you know, sometimes we, you know, humans and myself included, uh, we're a lazy bunch. Um, <laughs> we want we want everything and we want it right now. We want to put as less work as possible into it. But uh, yeah. it doesn't always work out that way. So, um, you know, back to what I said in the beginning, you know, like uh, with a lofty goal, um, which, you know, sounds, um, you know, for some people sounds out of this world. But sometimes that's what it takes. Um, yeah. Because if it is out of this world, if the concept is, is so broad and so far away, um, you know, it, it gets that person that buy in, uh, you know, at that point to fully commit at that point. So, um, yeah, it's been my experience. I've, you know, I've been lucky that I've worked with athletes in a variety of different capacities. You know, I've worked with a, a young girl that was um, uh, trying out for archery. I wanted oh. to make the 2020 Tokyo Olympics for archery. Uh, she ended up getting a scholarship, uh, going to the United States, full scholarship, full ride in archery. And, That's you know, amazing. again, yeah, so cool. So cool. Like what a different, uh, what a different style of training. What a different, and I've worked with bodybuilders and I've worked with, you know, uh, girls that wanted to work in competing, uh, bikini competitions. And I've worked with, oh, wow. you know, people that have had sore hips and can't get in and out of the car. So it's been, uh, <laughs> it's been a variety. But, uh, so you'd yeah, say it was super rewarding then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And typically, it's you know, you, typically with athletes, you don't have a problem getting that real buy-in and connecting that goal to the hard work. Um, typically, you see that they're they're already invested in that. That's awesome. Okay, okay. This one's gonna be a fun one. Um, describe three favorite memorable moments that stand out for you during our training together. <laughs> well, one of I which, told you this was going to be a fun one. <laughs> I have one, and one of which has nothing to do with training. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, oh. 
Okay, so uh, one that stands out, um, and maybe it stands out for a bad reason, but uh, <laughs> I remember, uh, I think, 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 you were on your own this day. I think you were working out on your own. I can't remember if I was there. I don't remember being there, but maybe I was. Uh, maybe I blocked it out. But we were doing medicine ball slams, and some of those, <laughs> some of those medicine you balls. You were there that day. You were. There I was there that, that day. day. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> so there's for the listeners. There's uh, there's definitely balls that are called slam balls. So uh, when you when you throw them to the ground, um, they definitely kind of stay put. Um, they the, what's inside them and the way they're constructed, uh, they're not really built to to kind of rebound and bounce back up. And then there's medicine balls that can be quite hard and quite bouncy. So I remember one day, yeah, so I, I don't remember being there. Maybe I just blocked it out of my mind, but you took a medicine ball to the chin. <laughs> to the chin. Oh, man, it was like, it must have been like getting hit by a heavyweight boxer. <laughs> it, it, it was it, painful. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I remember agree. there was a big goose egg on my chin. For a while after I that. will say, you, uh, <laughs> you took it like a champ. You were, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you did well. You did better than I would have. I would have known for all it was worth. So I have no, I think that was a few years after my jaw surgery. So I don't think I had a lot of healing in my chin. So that's probably what that probably helped. <laughs> well, I hope it wasn't a con- contribution to that. So <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no. The jaw surgery was from a birth defect. So it's all good. <laughs> um, so and I do remember another uh, another uh, another time we were we were just the first time that you did uh, the the full row of um, uh, forward walking Aww. lunges dynamic walking lunges uh, no support no stability um, oh, yeah. uh, pretty awesome yeah yeah and I think that was at uh, Southdale location at that point because that was so at the that. the second gym uh, so I do remember mm-hmm. that one I th- think that was pretty pretty amazing. Um, that's right because it took a long time for me to do them without any assistance I would have to like hold on to something or hold on to your hand or or to go from we did a lot of times like where you'd have a finger across the wall right so yeah um, but you know conquering that I mean again um, I, I, can't, I can't describe how hard that is uh, for the listeners uh, hey listeners time to try that too <laughs> impeccably hard uh, to kind of move through time and space, uh, to center your body, to stay upright, um, you know, uh, in that style in that way. And the last one, um, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, I came and saw you do a play. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That was my first play that I was in. So I remember coming to watch you uh, in the play. So that, that was always, uh, I mean, that's definitely a memory that that's the first one that stuck out in my head. I was yeah. coming to watch you do the play. I remember that. I and I like still have a... the, the plaque that you got. There you go. Do you, uh, do you remember what it says on it? It says, follow your dreams. I think, yeah, I think it's a keep, Something like keep, chase, keep chasing, keep chasing your, dreams. your dreams. Keep chasing your dreams. That's what it says. And here you are still doing it. So kudos to you, kiddo. (laughs) Thank you. That's right. Those are good. Okay. Um, If you were asked to give advice to a new coach who was going to be starting to train an athlete with various abilities, what advice would you give to them? Um, Put themselves in their shoes. Um, You know, that's... You know, like I said, uh, talking about um, the walking lunges, you know, um, 
if a coach had never worked uh, with someone, uh, you know, with a different ability, you know, they might think that, you know, a walking lunge, you know, no big deal. But I mean, it, it could be a big deal depending on, on, on the ability of the athlete. So I would say, you know, put yourself in those shoes, uh, you know, do as they do. Right. So um, I would, I, I, I would practice, I would do things with my eyes closed just to feel it, just to, to kind of, you know, almost mimic uh, what you were going through. Um, and that right. sounds weir- weird, but I mean, no. to me, that's, pre- that's, that's preparation, right? Like, yeah. That's, I was going to say um, a lot of my the coaches now that I have at the gym, they actually like, they do that same thing, close their eyes first, and then they try out the, the exercises. And when we first started, actually, they would do like full training sessions where one of them would like have, be under blindfold and then the other one would have to like carry out like all the like explain all the exercises and everything so they could like so they could learn the like different ways to like describe the activity and see what would work and what wouldn't and just to get an idea of what I would be feeling as well so amazing yeah yeah Yeah. it's not weird at all it's definitely super helpful to do that so awesome well, thank you, Paul, for coming on to the podcast. Um, do you have anything else that you'd want to say before we finish up? Jeez, I talked a lot, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't stress enough. Oh, good. I, uh, I learned, Emily, I learned more from you than you learned from me. Uh, I truly believe that. Uh, it, I, I never, never, I was always blessed. I always had amazing clients, and I genuinely loved uh, uh, personal training. But uh, I was always so excited uh, for our sessions, and uh, it was never a chore. Um, uh, after all these years, I mean, you can honestly say I, I, <laughs> I, I would have done it for free. <laughs> it was, uh, it was amazing. And uh, and back to what we were talking about before, I, I, I really do think it's it's helped me in my growth as well. Um, and I mean, I, I think about a lot. Um, I think about your journey and I think about you know like I'd love to be there at that uh, that finish line the one day that you come down so well we'll see if we can make that happen (laughs) (laughs) I will be I'll be there with cowbell screaming yes cowbells yes we need cowbells we never got enough cowbells they'll probably come over and tell me I'm being too loud so no there's always lots of cowbells at the races it's all good (laughs) I'll just tell them. They can be loud, so. (laughs) Give me that excuse to come out, and then I'll be there. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's been exciting. It's uh, it's been exciting to uh, to kind of watch you grow and go through those paces, Um, and it's it's been it's been really cool. It's actually, you know what? It's it's the type of thing that uh, that any coach at any level uh, is lucky to uh, to go through and have that. So it was uh, really fun. Thank you, Paul. Uh, I've definitely learned a lot from you as well, and I can't wait to see you again soon. Awesome. You're always welcome to come out here, and I'll, I hope <laughs> to see you when I'm home visiting in Ontario. So. We will do that. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Yep, I will see you. Bring the cowbells. It'll be different if we're doing some therapy and I'm trying to get you to relax. I'll, I'll leave the cowbells <laughs> for that one. Okay, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Awesome. Thank you, Paul, so much. Um, Thank you, listeners, for listening to another episode of Treading for Gold. We'll be back next week. See you all later.
Bye, guys.